You're listening to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number nine. I've got a very special guest with me today. Tony, can I please have a drum roll? And the guest that I've got with me today is myself. I have um, decided that I'm going to be doing more episodes myself, still interviewing people and getting amazing guests on, but also doing a little bit more episodes myself. So this one is talking about my biggest failure in life and how it turned out to be one of my biggest successes um, and how I lost $68,000 in only 12 days. Still hurting, still hurting. So, uh, yeah, this episode is for anyone that has had a huge failure or a big failure in their life and it's still hurting, still eating them up inside. And also, I've got to mention, very exciting news. So I'm going to be taking on more one-on-one coaching clients uh, and launching my brand new program at the beginning of 2020. So enrollments to this open on the 9th of December. Make sure you follow me on Instagram to stay up with all the details of this at LukePage underscore underscore underscore. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Hello everyone, what is up? I hope everyone's having an awesome day. Uh, the weather here in Melbourne, Australia has been just crazy. Uh, we've recently got back from our honeymoon, uh, my new, brand new wife and I. Um, and we just got back from our honeymoon, spent a month in Africa, which was amazing, which the weather over there was fairly hot. Um, it wasn't extreme, probably like high 20s on average. And I uh, got back here and for the first week it was hot, like 30 degrees Celsius. Uh, I think Fahrenheit, that's maybe close to 100 possibly, maybe high 90s. And um, now it's dropped down to just crazy weather. Like for the last week, it's been like 13, 14, 15 degrees. Um, So really cold stuff, almost like, you know, winter weather, almost. And it's almost summer. We're only two weeks away from summer. It's just crazy. Um, anyway, so I'm sitting here and it's, um, it's a cold day, but I am in my shorts and a t-shirt and bare feet, bare feet that's laying on the carpet. The reason why is because the house is warm. Uh, yesterday it was almost twice as hot. So the house is warmed up, maybe cold outside, but it's warm on the inside. Anyway, I want to, um, this, what this episode is talking about my, Biggest failure in life, how it turned out to be one of my biggest successes. And I want to give you a backstory in all this. How I lost $68,000 in um, only 12 days. So, giving you a backstory. Yeah. Um, it's, I want to let me quickly pull up my notes because I want to get some specifics of this right. So, it was 2011. I was, I was 25 years old. I'm 33 now um, upon recording this. And I was, I was attending one of those get rich quick seminars. Like growing up, I was like obsessed with these things. Um, ever since the age of like seventeen, I attended my first one, and I even this is what happened. 
is I actually left school. So I was doing um, year 12, it's, which is the last year of high school. I did term one. There's four terms in the year. I did term one and I quit. And the reason why I quit is because I had gone to an introduction night to this like kind of get rich. Uh, well, like any, I guess I, I didn't call it get rich quick, but it was just like an investor millionaires type seminar where they teach you how to make money. Yeah. And I was, um, I loved this thing. I was like so inspired. I'm like, man, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be like getting into property, getting into shares, getting into business, getting into all that stuff. I'm just going to make a whole lot of money. I'm just going to live an amazing life. So um, yeah, I was doing school and I'm like, man, like what the hell am I doing wasting my time here? And I started reading all those books and that type of thing. And I, I was just like, man, I'm wasting my time here. So I just, I, I quit. And um yeah, the teachers were all trying to stop me because like, you know, they're like, Luke, you're right at the end of year 12. You only got a few more months. You can finish this. And I said to him, I go, well, school's not serving me and school is not going to take me to where I want to go in life. And here's the here's the attitude I had, yeah? That my coordinator said that, yeah, he said, you're throwing your life away. And this is what I replied to him. This is how arrogant I was. I said, mate, I go, if I take your advice, then I could end up like you. And if I end up like you, Hell, man, I've failed at life. That is what I said. I was an asshole. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, moving forward from from that, what I did is I went and got a, a, a full-time job at Safeway. Not at Safeway, sorry, Subway. Um, and I did it purely so I could actually save up money to go to this, like I call it like the millionaire's seminar, to go to this, 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 this seminar to learn how to make money and invest. Um, I think from memory, it was like two or two and a half thousand dollars. So I quit school. Um, I hadn't even got a job yet. I remember I, like I got the bus back home and I got off the bus, not at my stop, like at someone else's stop. I walked into McDonald's and I basically said, hey, is the manager there? And they're like, um, someone's, they're like, oh, the manager's not really here. And I said, oh, I can see someone at the back, at the back there. They've got the manager's top. Can I quickly speak to them? And I basically said to him, hey, man, I'm looking for a job. I'm willing to do anything. Can I have, Can I sit down? I know you're busy, but can I sit down with you and just have a quick chat um, about if there's a possibility of working here? And he, the guy actually sat down with me like instantly. We sat down at one of the, like, the little um, tables at McDonald's. And he, he basically like asked me all these questions about, you know, like kind of testing me, like what am I willing to do? And I was just like replying anything. Yep, I'll do that. Yep, I'll do that. He's like, would you clean? Yep, I'll do that. Would you be able to work late nights? I'm like, yep, I work late nights, early starts. I'm like, yep. And he's like, and it, no, no matter what he said, he said, um, I was saying yes to, yeah. He goes, would you go out into the car park and clean the rubbish? And I'm like, yeah. Um, And then basically he goes, all right, well, um, I, I, I'm going to go have a chat to someone. And he kind of went away. And he came back maybe five, 10 minutes. And he said to me, he goes, mate, I'm sorry, we don't have a position here for you. He goes, I feel by your personality and what you're wanting in life. Because he kind of did a little bit of digging on what I'm uh, what I'm wanting in life. And, you know, I had massive plans and I wanted to like own multi-million dollar companies and so on. And I told him all that. And he said that based off kind of what your aspirations are, he goes, I just don't think you're going to fit in here at McDonald's. I'm, I'm worried that if we ask you to do something, you um, you won't comply and won't do it. And I'm like, all right, sweet, man. Cool. When I walked out of there, walked out of Macca's, I'm still in my uniform, yeah, my school uniform. And I walked across the road to Subway. And I did the exact same thing. I said, hey, is the manager here? And guess what? 
Um, was, uh, the owner was actually at the back, and I can't believe it. I don't know. I can't really remember exactly how it happened, but I ended up getting out the in the back office with the owner of Subway, yeah? And I just said to him, I said the exact same shit that I said into Macca's, but I maybe I pulled back my enthusiasm a little bit, yeah? This is my first real job. And I basically said to him, hey, man, I'm looking for a, a job. I'll work full-time. I'll work part-time. I'll work casual. I'll work any hours that you want, man. Or anything you want me to do, I'm a keen learner. I'm going to be a great worker. Can I have a role? And the guy gave it to me. His name was Greg. He gave me the um, the job on the spot. And I started, um, I think, within a few days from memory. So that's kind of how I, um, what I did in order to save up money so I could go to these bloody seminars. So these seminars, um, I was like growing up in my kind of um, early adult years, I just... I was going to them like nonstop. Yeah, that was all I would do. And I'd buy one program, I'd buy the next program, I'd buy the next program, I'd buy the next program. I just loved them. Um, I, I wouldn't exactly get results in the programs, but my mental state is I felt good and I felt I was progressing in life. And I mean, I, I not like I wasn't getting results in, like some of them I actually did get results, but not all of them. Some of them I didn't even do the programs. But anyway, it's uh, look, let's kind of fast forward to 2011. So now I was 25 years old, yeah? So now I'm at another one of those um, investing seminars. You know, you buy a ticket for next to nothing. It's like 90 bucks, and they basically say you're going to learn all the strategies on how to invest and make millions of dollars in under three years or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, this one was um, it was run by this guy called Stuart Zell, and this guy was awesome. Like he would been he'd been the best live speaker that I'd ever seen. I was so engaged with him, and I was like, man, this guy is so inspiring. And he was the one that ran it and hosted it. He would basically come in and just maybe do some motivational talks and talk about mindset and everything like that. And then what he would do is he would then have a, another speaker come in, and they sold their program in between it. So he didn't sell anything. He just ran the program. He got all the other speakers in and then the speakers would come in and then you'd have one guy speak about shares, another guy speak about property, another guy speak about business, another guy speak about the internet and they sold their program. So the uh, the first guy that got up was um, this, uh, this guy. What was his name? I know the company was called Trading Pursuits. Uh, name has slipped away. But anyway, this guy got up and he, t- he spoke about shares. And I, I had invested into shares previously. I hadn't made any money from it. So I kind of stopped it. But it was always in my mind that, hey, and drummed in and ingrained that, hey, you need to invest into shares. Yeah, if you're going to make a lot of money in life, which that was my goal at that point in my life. My life was money. Um You've got to you've got to be investing in the shares. And he got up and he spoke about this strategy. And I'm not going to go on the detail of it because I don't want to confuse you and bore you for people that aren't into shares or anything. But the strategy he spoke about, I'm like, man, I love that strategy. And I love it that it's got protection. And I also love it that um, you know it seems very simple. So he went through his talk for about an hour, hour and a half. And at the end, he's, he basically pitched his program. And guess what? I bought it, and uh, that was that one. There was five thousand bucks, and I bought it just like that. Boom! I ran at the back and I signed it, put me deposit down, and bought it. So I'm all pumped, yeah. I'm all happy and I'm like excited. But the um, the seminar, it's still young. It's only like ten a.m. We've still got a whole day until six p.m. 
So we have a little break, we come back, and then the next person jumps on, this guy gets up. And this guy is a, um, he talks about how he basically sells his, uh, he sells products, but they're not his products. So he sells other people's products, and it's basically like all he does is refer people to their website. So they, they buy the products. He doesn't have to make the product. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, um, uh, manufacturing. He doesn't have to worry about delivery. He doesn't have to worry about the customers. All he does is refer people over to a product to buy, which is affiliate marketing ultimately. And he was kind of showing us how he just like he goes to bed and he wakes up and he was showing us his accounts, how it like, you know, increases each each day. And, you know, he just lives with absolute freedom. He doesn't do a whole lot. And he just, you know, just all he's got to think about is how he can spend his money. And I'm like, man, you are selling me good. And guess what? He's like, at the end of his thing, he pitched his program. And he's like, and guess what? I can, I'm going to teach you how to do all this. It's only $2,500. Run to the back now. The first 10 people are going to... And guess what? I ran to the back. I just jumped up. I ran to the back. And I signed and I put a bit of deposit down and I bought this thing. That's the second program I bought in two hours or two or two and a half hours. So far, I've spent seven and a half thousand dollars, and I'm feeling pumped. Yeah, it's lunchtime, and I'm speaking to people, and I'm just so excited about the future. And um, yeah, lunch is over. We get back into the um, into the uh, the big room, and the next person gets up, and the next person they talk about property, and I I had done. I had done a property course prior to this and I had invested into property. Um, so when it came to property, I was like, that's an area where I'm, I'm happy with and I don't want to go any further with it. So guess what? Good news is I didn't actually buy this and I'm like, I'm not buying anymore, yeah? So he spoke about property and some strategies and how to make money there and I'm like, yeah, 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 cool. I'm all good with this. Um, so then it was coming to the end of the day. The next couple, the last couple got up. They, these were actually a, a husband and wife, really high energy. I remember the woman had like, blonde hair and he had like perfect blonde hair and they both lived in Queensland and both like high on life. They got like the, you know, the really nice skin and everything like that. And they spoke, they hadn't, they, they teach people how to build an eBay business and they went through everything. And here's the thing is that I had already sold things on eBay and made money from it, made a bit of money. So I already knew a little bit about eBay and um, they're going through everything and, and how you can make a, a lifestyle out of actually doing this. You don't have to work. You just sit from home. You sell products. And guess what? I got pumped. And I'm like, man, this is grouse. I love it. I love the idea of it. Um, so guess what? They did the same thing. They pitched their program. And they're like, the first 20 people that run the back is going to get 500 bucks off. So I got up and I ran to the back. And I signed and I put a deposit down. And there goes another $3,000. So in one day, I bought three programs and I spent ten and a half. well, invested $10,500. I hardly blinked an eye. This is how crazy I was. While people out there are, um, you know, my age are out partying, they're out spending money on clothes, on cars, on TVs, on crap they really don't need. I was spending my money on education and programs. Ah, but I mean, as you can see, pretty crazy, yeah? Now, here's the thing. Once it kind of sunk in, I I realized and I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, I'm like, I've just been, I'm too way too emotional here. I'm like, how am I going to pull off doing three types of businesses ultimately? 
how am I going to spend all the time and make the share strategy work? How am I going to um, build the affiliate marketing business? How am I going to do the eBay business? And I'm like, man, I have gone too far. I've uh, I've taken on too much. I'm not going to be able to make this work. So I, I pulled out of the affiliate marketing one because that was the one I was least passionate about and the one that I had least knowledge around. So um, that day I pulled out the affiliate marketing one, which is awesome. Uh, maybe about a week or two later, I then realized that, hey, once I started looking into the shares, that this is a lot of work. And I'm like, I'm not going to have enough time to do this and do the eBay. So I called up the eBay guys and I said, I want to pull out. And um, they didn't let me pull out. And because I was young, because I didn't have a lot of courage to stand up for myself then, um, I know I could have got out of it if I was like I was now and I had the knowledge that I did and the certainty that I did. But back in those days, they basically kind of took advantage of me, which is my fault. Um, but uh, yeah, I got locked into that one. And the funny thing is, is that I never, ever used that eBay course. All I did, I remember, is I opened the box. I opened the little flaps of the box. I looked inside as in didn't even touch anything. And I closed the flaps and I put it on top of my dryer and um, I didn't touch it, and I held onto it for years and years and years, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to use it one day. I can't throw it out. It's $3,000 I paid for that, and it got to the point where I remember I was doing some kind of spring cleaning and moving into the new, a new place, and I found this box, and I'm like, I opened it. It's the eBay course, and like, I had a look at some of the things in there, and I'm like, man, this thing is so dated compared to when I bought it because it's like five years old now, and eBay, obviously, with technology, it changes so much. So guess what? Threw this thing in the bin, gone, $3,000 in the bin. And it wasn't the only thing I've done that for with. But um, yes, the shares. So I really got into the shares, um, really got into it. I, uh, I, and I, I, I really enjoyed it. I remember we were doing this strategy where we were, were trading the American markets. So because of the time difference, I had to get up and I was up at like, you know, midnight and 1 a.m. I think that's when the, from memory, when the market opens there. You had to do it when the, exactly when the market opens. Putting on these trades and it was a little bit of like, I've made money with it. It was a little bit of up and down. Yeah, you made a little bit of money, you lost a little bit of money, you made a little money, you lost a little bit of money. The, the, the target was that you were meant to make between 5 to 10% a month. Now, if you're, in, if you're into investing right now, you'll realize that a 5 to 10% per month return is a bloody awesome return, yeah? But the 25-year-old Luke was like 5 to 10% a month? Man, that is way too slow. I ain't got time for that shit. I ain't got time to hang, hang around for a 5 to 10. I don't get out of bed for a 5 to 10% return a month, yeah? Maybe an hour, not a month. So um, I, I, I basically was fairly level and even with that. I made a little bit of money. Um, but they also, the next thing was that they had an upgrade course and the upgrade course was that you weren't allowed to do it until you did this one. And what it was, was it was, um, it was a higher growth, um, higher risk strategy using Forex. So trading currencies. And, um, now that I had graduated technically from the first course, I was eligible to go to the next one. And I'm like, man, I, I kind of looked at the brief of it and I'm like, man, this is more me. I'm, I, I'm in, I'm impatient, yeah. I'm aggressive. Like I want returns. I want big returns. I want fast returns. This is my course. So I paid another five grand. Did this course. 
loved it, loved it to death. And I'm like, man, this is me. I'm like, I've found my calling. I have found my calling in the share market. So um, now I moved on and I learned to trade Forex. Um, and here's the thing, yeah, is that like I put a lot of effort into this, a lot of time, a lot of research. And basically this company, what they did is they, they told you the trade. So they would say, okay, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be trading the Aussie dollar against the US or we're going to be trading the Canadian dollar against the Japanese yen. Um, and they would, they would basically tell you what's going on and, you know, uh, because of the economies here and da, 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 and this is happening in the world. We're predicting that, you know, the, uh, the US dollar is going to drop and all this type of stuff. So they would basically tell you what's going on, which I really loved. And then they would say, okay, it's time to get in. And um, yeah, all the trades were put on for you because I'm no expert in this area and I love that I'm learning from an expert and I've just got to put the trade on. Yeah, so I was following their trades and I was making money. Like I was making money like, and it was things like, this is around the time if you were into kind of currencies and everything, it was around the time where the US dollar against the Australian dollar like went to um, one Australian dollar was buying a dollar ten US. It was when the Australian dollar was was ten percent stronger than the US dollar back in those days. It's actually around when Osama bin Laden was captured and killed. Um, so, like, I was actually making money. Like these trades they were putting on, like and, and, and advising, like they were good. And it was almost rare. It was rare to lose money. Like almost every trade um, I was putting on, I was making money from these guys. Yeah. Um, so basically for about a year, like I, 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 because this, they had rules on what you do. You're not meant to trade more than 1% of your account. Now I had, I started with $10,000 and uh, that means that you're not meant to be putting on a trade that's any more than a hundred bucks. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're not risking any more than 1% of your account. Now, for me to do $100, um, you know, I could make $100 and double my money in not long, only a few days, maybe a week, but I'm like, man, it's just too slow. Like 100 bucks is nothing to me. So I, I started with 1%. I started following the rules. So they'd say, okay, put some money on the, um, on the, the English pound against the Aussie dollar. Um, chuck a trade on here. And they're saying with my and regarding my account, they only put a hundred dollars on. But I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll start with a hundred dollars, and then I make money on that trade. Then on the next one, I'm like, well, I'm going to put two percent on now. I'm going to put two hundred bucks. And the next trade, oh, I'm going to put five hundred bucks. The next trade, I'm going to put thousand dollars now. Yeah. So I ended up going from um, risking one percent of my account to four percent, to five percent, to seven percent, to ten percent, to twenty percent of my account to 30%, to 40%, yeah. And the thing is, is because majority of the trades were winning, yeah, and going right, I started making, like, I started making some good money and crazy returns in quite a short amount of time. Um, so, you know, my, my over the course of a year and really, you know, once I started getting going, over really the course of three months or so, um, I basically... Um, turned my account from starting with ten grand, and it went all the way up to seventy five thousand dollars. I remember on on one trade, I made thirty two thousand dollars, thirty two thousand dollars in a little over four weeks. Now, for a twenty five year old that is probably earning around about a hundred k, 
like this just opened my eyes, yeah. I was like, man, I, I've just made $32,000 in a little bit over four weeks. and I've done nothing. Like I've just done some research, yeah, but I haven't gone out and worked for it. All I've done is invested money and my money's working for me. And from there, my, my I guess my, I was just like, money's just a numbers thing. And I was kind of like, this was this crazy stuff was going through my head. I'm like, whether I make $100 or $1,000 or $10,000 or $100,000 or a million dollars or $10 million, okay, it's just zeros. It doesn't mean anything. So my account, like, it's just whether it's $70,000 or $700,000, it's just an extra zero. And then it, it opened my eyes to the possibilities and I was so pumped about the future. Yeah, I was so pumped. And um, yeah, I was predicting based off my growth that within um, about five months, I'm going to have a million dollars in my account, yeah? A million dollars, and I'm talking like it's a million dollars that if I wanna cash out, I've got a million dollars there. So um, yeah, all I kept on doing is putting these trades, I kept on making money, I kept on making money, and guess what, I kept on upping the game, upping the game, upping the game. Anyway, so it, um, it got to this, like I got wind of this trade, and it was basically like a sure thing, yeah. And I, I got wind because I, I knew someone that was in the mastermind group of this of this um, company. The masterminds pay between twenty five to thirty thousand dollars to get into this program. I wasn't in that mastermind group group, but I knew someone in there, and they got really like they got the trades before everyone else, so they could get in at the best times. Um, and they had like really intricate like trades that are kind of top secret stuff. So they basically got the best trades, yeah, before it got filtered down to the other people in the other programs. And I knew someone in that program and um, he kind of taught, told me about this uh, certain trade that they've been talking about. And it's like, you know, based off what's going on in the world, that this thing, there's no, there's nothing, nothing else can happen but for it to go up and go up quickly because it's at the all-time low. So um, it was almost like a sure thing. So basically what I did is um, I chucked, I, I opened up a trade on it, yeah? I opened up a trade on it and a fairly sizable trade, yeah? And then over, it kind of, over the over about a week or so, it didn't really do anything. It's just sitting there. Spoke to my mate in the mastermind group and we're kind of talking about that, man, this thing is just going to go, yeah? Like it's only a matter of time. Um, so what I do, I increased the position of my, um, trade. So, um, another few days go by, same thing. It hasn't moved. What do I do, I load up even more. And this is, uh, by the time, this is three times I've loaded this, uh, this trade. I was now holding a position that unless you had, mind you, I had, I had $75,000 in my account. Yeah. I was, I was holding a position, the amount of money I had on this thing was basically if you had a minimum $10 million in your account, that's the type of size of trade I was putting on this thing. I didn't have 10 million, I had 75 grand and that's the size of money that I had on this trade. And um, yeah, I went to sleep one, one night and um, had a good night's rest. Just having a, just having a drink of water. I woke up, yeah, and um, I was like checking my account nonstop. If, if you've been into shares before and you've been trading, you will know what I'm talking about here when you're in a trade and you're worried about it somewhat, whether you are consciously know that you're worried about it or not. 
you're always checking your account, yeah? And if you're always checking your account, I can tell you right now, that is a sign that you are doing the wrong thing because you shouldn't be doing it. So I was like, man, I was checking my account multiple times a day, 20 times a day. So as soon as I woke up, I'd check my account. So anyway, had a good night's rest. Woke up, first thing, sitting in bed, reached over, grabbed my phone, opened my account, and then it hit me. I looked at my account, and it was in the red. And I had, overnight, in the space of seven hours, I had lost 30,000 bucks, just like that. Boom, gone. And I'm like, oh, man, that hurt. And I'm like, okay, that's hurt. But I'm like, okay, it's going to go back up. Yeah, so I'm definitely not going to be closing this thing up. Like, it's, it's going to bounce back up. So I, uh, I'm going to hold that. And um, I went to sleep later that night, a little, little worried. But went to sleep, woke up the next morning, reached over to my phone, a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a slight hesitation opening this account. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like worried. I'm just hoping, hoping that I can see green. And I look at my account. I opened it, and it's in the red. It's dropped another six thousand dollars overnight. So in two days now, I'm down about thirty-six thousand dollars. So long story short, basically over the next, um, in total, twelve days. I lost the majority of my count that took me over a year to build up. And a year is really not a long time in investing, but to me, it was eternity, yeah? All the time I've been putting into it, all the energy, all the focus, all the hard work, the risk, the investment is gone pretty much. And well, it's it's more than gone because I started with 10K and it's now dropped down to $7,000. And, you know, I had gone from basically being on top of the world, um, planning out that, hey, man, I'm going to be retired. Five months, I'm done. I'm retired. I don't need to work anymore. I've got a million dollars in my account. And, you know, my, the, the future, anything that I want in the future, I'm going to have to now, I'm in like, I'm like shocked. And I'm like, shit, what the hell do I do now? And like my whole future outlook has changed. And... Yeah, I was just, I, I remember just being almost paralyzed. I, I, I was recalling, I remember being on my, on my bed and I was, maybe I was trying to not, like maybe I was trying to detach myself because even though I was paralyzed, I wasn't like distraught, but I was like, shit. And I, I almost was like a kind of like a bad dream type thing. I didn't want it to be real. So I just wasn't looking in my account. I was just trying to like ignore it, yeah. But um, man, it 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 hurt because like after the, over a few days, I, I just realized that you know everything I'd done over the last year or so, and even technically two years because I hadn't been. I'd just been doing this strategy for a year, but I've been doing the share thing and really with this company for the last two years. It's all gone, and 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 it had gone just like that. So, I mean, I didn't do anything with shares basically for like six months. I'd gone from trading and looking at my account every single day, taking up so many hours and everything like that, my attention, and I didn't do anything. I closed out my um, all my trades. I went from $75,000 down to seven grand. So I was technically, 
technically, I I lost money from when I first started because I started with ten. And um, yeah, I was I was paralyzed, and I didn't want to I didn't want to touch the share market, and I um, I basically didn't do anything for 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 six months. I went back into it. I chucked on. Now I wasn't even following. I wasn't even following like I wasn't even following advice. I wasn't even following um, uh, planning or anything like that. I was just like I was just I put on a trade like against I can't remember what it was maybe the Aussie US dollar. Um, I, I put, this is my mindset, which is crazy. I was putting on a I was putting on a trade based off nothing, just based off oh yeah, it's been at that level, it'll drop down, so I'm gonna short it. And I remember overnight, like I lost 700 bucks, and I'm like, man, I just pulled out. I'm like, that's it, I'm done, I'm done with shares. And I'm like, this is what I told myself. I said that you know you know what, this is how I justified my massive failure to kind of numb the pain. Yeah, I'm like shares is not for me. Um, I'm impatient. I'm aggressive. I want the world tomorrow. I break the rules. And guess what? That just doesn't work if you're going to be a share trader. So shares is not for me. Um, Property is more my thing. Business, but not shares. And I'm not going to do shares. I've learned from this. Shares is not for me. and I'm done with shares. So I was out. And like, I'm, I'm done with shares. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it ever again. Now, Here's the thing is that I'm now 33 years old. Courtney and I have, um, we've been investing in shares for about a year now, but I'm talking about not high growth shares. We finally kind of got, I've got back into it. And these are like long-term shares, um, stuff that you, you, you pop in there. I might check the account once a month if we're lucky, but the, 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 it doesn't matter if it goes up. Awesome. If it goes down, Cool, whatever. It like it doesn't affect me and it doesn't consume me like it is, because now I've got a long term um, view. So here's the thing: is that this is what I learned ultimately from all of this. What I learned from my biggest failure um, was two main things. Which if it wasn't, if it wasn't for um for this for this actual occurrence, I don't know where the hell I'd be. Because, for example, like. I've always been business minded ever since like 15 years old. Um, you know, my I used to skate. I had a skateboard company, and I got skateboards made. Like I'm 15 years old, yeah, and I got skateboards made. Put our logo on it. I got I sold them in shops. Um, uh, and we sold. I'm um, also with my business partner Braden. We sold T-shirts. We sold. Um, uh, videos like we made video skateboard videos. We edited it and everything. We sold all this stuff. Um, at school, I, I used to make CDs, like compilation compilations of CDs. And I used to sell it to people. I was just always like, how do I make money? How do I make money? How do I make money? I'm always in some sort of business, yeah? Um, always had ideas. Always had ideas and I'd start little businesses growing up and through, you know, early 20s and everything like that. My biggest issue was that I would get into a business and as soon as it hit a roadblock, I would, or, or I hit resistance, what I would do is I would basically pivot and then go on to the next new idea. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't really realize what I was doing right now because I was majorly impatient when I was, um, when I was younger. And um, I just wanted everything tomorrow. I wanted the world tomorrow. And if anything I saw was going to take a long time, I was like, nah, I don't want to borrow of that. I can, I can make it work in a short amount of time. So this is ultimately what I learned from my, um, my biggest failure. 
is that a long-term sustainable growth is the only way to go when it comes to investing and business. And I'm going to say this again because for anyone here that is in business or does invest or is thinking about investing or thinking about starting a business, please take it from my experience because I don't know how many times I've had mates call me up and you know ask about, oh, I've heard about this share that's you know on the news and should I put money into it or cryptocurrency and all that rubbish. Long-term sustainable growth is the only way to go about business and investing. If, you, if you're getting yourself into something and it's short-term where it's like, okay, um, I need to make this business work in a short amount of time or this investment, hey, looks like there's going to be a really short-term investment or um, yeah, I'm, I can really make a lot of money in a short amount of time. You're going to be you're you're going to be in strife now. You may here's the thing is you may be lucky. You may be lucky like I was, and you may actually win. You may get results, but I guarantee you, it will not work out long term. If you keep on doing it, you it'll come back and bite you. Guaranteed, and that's what happened with me. So the biggest thing is that long term sustainable growth is the only way that you have to go about investing and business. Yeah, let's talk about business for a second. Too many coaches, they start their business and they just need things to work way too quickly. I spoke to a, a coach the other day and um, she was like, um, she was actually, ignore that. I'm not going to talk about that to be private. But anyway, long-term sustainable growth is the only way to go about business investing. So right now, if you think that, um, if you think that you have to make your business work in such a short amount of time and that you're going to make it in a few months' time, it's not going to happen. Like there is a very, 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 very small percentage of people that make things happen really quickly. So you just need to go in with the mindset that, okay, I'm going to start my coaching business and this is going to take years and I'm cool with it because most coaches, 96%, I would say 99% of coaching businesses fail and it's, and it's, it's because of the expectations. Coaches get into it thinking that, hey, I can start making money really quickly this is going to be easy. And then what they do is they get into it and they realize, man, this is a slug. This is hard work. I'm not getting the results that I expected so quickly. Man, this is something that I have to actually you know, persist at time and time again and over and over and over again, a month and month and month and month and month and month. It's too hard. But if they went in with the expectation that, hey, this is a long-term thing and almost treat it like you're doing an apprenticeship, yeah, this first year or two of your coaching business is an apprenticeship. You're just learning. You're not going to get paid much. You're probably going to lose money. If you do get paid money, awesome, that's cool. But you're here to learn and learn and that is it. Yeah, the results are a bonus. You're there for progress. So if you had that mentality and mindset, I guarantee so many more coaches would succeed. I guarantee it. Because they're just starting their business with the wrong mentality. They're starting their business with the wrong expectation. So number one learning is that long-term sustainable growth is the only way to go about business and investing. That is the mindset you need to have. The second one is patience. Patience is a trait that you must develop. Now, I remember being younger, and I'm still 33. I'm still young, right? But I mean... I, I, I call myself old because I feel like I've just been in this kind of game in this area for so long, yeah? And I haven't made the progress that I ultimately wanted. 
Um, and it's purely because of I was immature and I had the wrong traits and I had the wrong mindset around it. So for example, when I was mid-20s, I was so impatient, yeah? And the thing is, is that I was proud of my impatience. I remember I used to wear it like a badge of honor. Some people would say to me, oh, Luke, you're impatient. I'm like, yeah, I'm really impatient. I hate patience, yeah? I hate being slow. I want fast. I want quick results. I want to make this thing work tomorrow, not in a week's time. And the good thing about that is that I got things done really quickly. However, the bad thing about it was as soon as I hit a roadblock, what I did is I gave up and I moved on to the next thing. And um, yeah, if you're going to be in business, guess what? You're just going to be hitting one roadblock and then the next roadblock and the next roadblock and the next roadblock and the next roadblock and the next roadblock. So you have to be patient. So if you feel that you're a bit of an impatient person right now, do whatever you can to develop the trait of patience because if you're going to be a business owner, you've got to be patient. You have to be patient. And I'm not mean as in that you don't take action and move quickly. That's good. Move, move with speed. But have patience that it can take and it will take a long time. And there's going to be bumps in the road. It's just going to stop you and move you backwards from time to time as well. So patience. And how can you develop patience? Well, meditating, for example. Um, you know, meditating has really helped me deal with patience because for me to sit there for 15, 20 minutes and, you know, calm my thoughts and be present, it, it trains my mind to slow down. Um, I probably do have ADD. Like, I mean, I went to back, back in this, back in the day when I went to school, ADD, there wasn't a lot of ADD, like kids going around yet. There was a couple, I think we maybe had one or two in, in the school, but, um, I probably, if I went to school these days, I'll be diagnosed with ADD, ADD, I'm sure, I'm sure of it, yeah? So I've had to learn to slow my mind down, um, which has helped me have patience. So, yes, meditating, how else? Um, exercising, eating right, and like planning. But, I mean, ultimately, the patience I've learned is from this biggest failure because it's, it's just made me realize those two things. You've got to be long-term. You've got to have a long-term mindset and outlook. And you have to have patience. So for anyone here that's listening to this that, you know, you've, you've had a big failure in life and it's eating you up or it's hurting you, I hope you can use my story as inspiration that... When you look for it, you will find the learning. And I'm sure you've heard this stuff before, yeah? Is failure is not a failure if you learn from it, which is so true. Failure is not a failure if you learn from it. And I used to hate failure back in my early 20s, mid-20s. I used to avoid failure. And if you can imagine that if you're avoiding failure, then you're not going to get too far in life because you're only going to do the things that make you feel comfortable and if you're doing things that make you feel comfortable, you're not growing, of course. So you're not going to be making progress and moving forward. So um, that, that that big failure that you've been through, and if it's eating you up, just look for the learning. And I'm I, and I I challenge you to not do this on a surface level. I challenge you to go really massively, hugely deep with this. Sit there for hours and write down what exactly. Have you learned from this? Write down your story. Write down what you went through. Um, and really just absorb everything that you learned from it. And I guarantee is if you can learn from your biggest failure, you've got like there's so much upside potential in it. The bigger the failure, the bigger the learning. 
And if you haven't realized it yet, it can become the biggest success in your entire life as long as you look for the meaning and then start taking the appropriate action so it never, ever, ever happens again. So the reason why I call my biggest failure my life's biggest success is because of the person that it, it made me become. So prior, for example, prior to me losing that money, my model of the world and my beliefs was basically that in order for me to be happy and fulfilled, I need to be very, very successful and have a lot of money. Um, you know, I, you know I, was, I had like, okay, well, I didn't want to live in anything but a $20 million house and, you know, net worth's got to be minimum $100 million, have all the crazy cars, all that, all that stuff. Um, but what happened after that event occurred it it um it made me go down a, a path and look for a different meaning in life, and I and I basically went on a search because I I just there was something missing with me yeah I wasn't I wasn't fully happy like I wasn't a I wasn't unhappy person but there was just something missing that I didn't know what it was, um and there's just something inside that just never felt right with me no matter what I did in life so it just caused me to head down a path and search for what is what is it that makes you happy in life. What is it that makes you fulfilled? Um, and through that, dis- I mean, I basically discovered what the thing that I had been looking for in my life was with me the whole time. Um, and that was basically from a point of view of love that, you know, I I had, I had kind of, I was a little broken on, broken inside just from kind of some things I went through um, in my childhood and I hadn't healed it. And until I had healed it, I never would have moved on. It would have always stay, stayed with me. So I did healing. I healed with myself. I healed relationships in my life, with my family. And my life slowly started to turn around. I started feeling so much better. And because I started feeling so much better, I started being more my true self. And because I started being more my true self, I got into a career and started moving into a direction which is ultimately me, me, which I got into coaching and I worked for a company for a number of years for, for doing coaching and which ultimately led me to me now running my own coaching business. So the thing is, is that this all these series of events all happened from the explosion, which, you know, the, the catastrophic event, which in the moment I thought it was that, of losing all that money in, in that short amount of time, that was the start of me of leading me down this path and this road to where I am at right now. And here's the thing, yeah, is that I want more in life. Like, do I want more money? Yes. Do I want a bigger house eventually? Yes. Do I want kids? Yes. Like, there's things that I want. But at the end of the day, I now know that um, happiness doesn't come from actually having things. Happiness comes from ultimately being content on where you're at right now and enjoying your life for what it is and knowing that you're going to have good times and bad times and it's the bad times that make the good times even better and that is the journey of life. So all this discovery which I just didn't even know, I now realize, and it just makes me enjoy life so much right now. I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I do. And with my business, it's it's a challenge. It's a struggle. And there's times where I'm just like, man, like this is hard, yeah? But I just know that I'm playing a long-term game now 
and this is a journey that I'm just I'm just enjoying. I'm just going with it. So that's why I call my biggest failure my biggest success. And I hope that you know if you've been through something yourself, if you've had a massive failure, I hope that you can also maybe just take my story and find the learning within yourself. And if you haven't, if you can't see the learning right now, I promise you with time, you'll discover it as long as you're open to it. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at LukePage underscore underscore underscore.